Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Mike Martin, who is the voice of the podcast Project Mindfully Outdoors. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great, Timmy. How you doing tonight? I'm doing well, man. Thanks so much for asking, and we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself. I know you have a really inspirational story to share with us, and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. All right. Well, I guess we can start with the fun stuff. I'm a avid hunter, avid fisherman. I love to read, love to write. Got into this whole podcasting kick just about a year ago now. And those are my major activities outside of that. Love hanging out with my kids and, uh, you know, doing the family thing, doing the father thing. I love it. I love it. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? All right. Well, um let's see uh where would you like me to start i've uh been a musician uh, growing up played guitar played bass drums in and out of many different bands um always made sure to keep a steady job always had the creative spark um the music thing kind of died out after a while i got really burnt out on it and then uh it kicked back up after i went through this massive upheaval in my life where uh I hit rock bottom and uh, I survived a suicide attempt and you know, I re, I basically found the true north of where I should be going. Since then, I've not only worked on getting myself better, I've uh, dived deep into philosophy and things like that. And through that process, I realized that, you know, the mental health game isn't something that gets addressed in the outdoor community. So I took it on my shoulders to do so. And the funny and ironic part about that is has I built up the following with the podcast, with the blog and things like that, it's kind of branched out into not just the outdoor community, but now it's becoming this whole encompassing community for every walk of life, no matter where you're at, what you're doing. It's inspired people to go get into the great outdoors, especially through COVID. You know, that's been a, it's been a real game changer. And it, it's an amazing thing to sit back and, and look at. Yeah. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I love that. And I love how you, you know, found that true north star of where you should be going right. and after it. And then you started mm-hmm. attracting people who needed what you were doing. Absolutely. And I think it's that authentic message. You know, there's the real life experience in there that people can relate to. And yeah, I do kind of gear it toward, you know, people that may be suffering or struggling along the road as far as the depression thing or the anxiety and stuff like that to kind of open the door to them seeking out help or seeking out their own growth. But you know what, as a community, we're all out there having fun and we're inspiring 
each other to grow, to change, and to do some massive things that are good, that are benefiting just the overall picture. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, I completely get that and feel that. And I love it. Tell us a little bit more about your motivation. What gets you up and keeps you going every day? Now, see, this is kind of where it gets cool and I get to break some breaking news in my world, at least. Because that motivation comes from my kids. And uh, last year, as a part of my journey and really was kind of like the huge thing that I accomplished in 2021, I reached out and I reconnected with my daughter, who I hadn't seen in nine years. And the breaking news is the fact that I took the time to write a book about it. I just finished the manuscript. There we go. (laughs) I love it. So now on top of, you know, crazy wild outdoorman, the uh, things that I do in my day-to-day nine-to-five job and podcasting, I can now add author to my list of wonderful accomplishments. Dude, that is awesome. And so the book was about your journey with your kids, specifically reconnecting with your daughter. Tell us a bit more about it. The book is specifically geared at the avenue that I took in order to not only reconnect with my daughter, but also begin to build and foster a healthy relationship with both of us. And I'll be honest with you. This was like one of those books that I was super guilty and embarrassed that I had the skin in the game to be able to write this book. However, down the, down the road, I don't know, probably six, seven months of, you know, sticking to the plan and having my time with her, we were out to dinner one night and it was probably one of the very first uh, actual one-on-one interactions that we had. And I just sat and I got to listen to her. We got to run around the town and we even chased the marching band for the homecoming parade. And after I dropped her off, I thought about it. It hit me that for nine years, I allowed my mental health obstacles to come in between us and rob us of the things that, you know, we should have got to experience. And if I can share a story that inspires somebody out there that may be in that same boat to go back and not only stop robbing themselves, but most importantly, stop robbing that kid, then that's something that needs to be put out there. And that's actually been something that's fueled my progress in that relationship. Because for me, a lot of it was dealing with that guilt, like I said in the beginning of it. And being able to understand that through that absence, you know, I taught my daughter one life lesson, unfortunately. And it's a lesson that she will inevitably carry forever. However, by re-emerging and coming back into the picture, I taught her a completely different lesson. And that lesson is the one that changes the trajectory of her life forever. And that's something that more people need to stop and think about and understand and realize that if you present your authentic self to the situation, and it, it doesn't have to even be the subject matter of the book. It's really any lesson in life, you know, any situation. 
you present that authentic self, good things are bound to happen. Yeah, I love that. Now, you know, a lot of people are hearing this, they may have a um, kind of stagnant or declining relationship with a child or a loved one. Tell us a little bit about the courage to re-enter that relationship after years and years of, um, you know, failure and pain. It's kind of funny because uh, a lot of the things that I'm able to overcome, I kind of have to, because I, I read a lot and I do a lot of the philosophy stuff. So I put a kind of that texture to it. And I compared this in my mind to Davy Crockett and the Alamo. And the reason that I did that is because we all know the outcome there. Davy Crockett was killed in the Alamo making his final stand. And everything leading up to meeting day with my daughter was exactly that caliber. It put that temperature on the whole situation. I was told she didn't want this. Everything's short or she's going to stab me throw me in the river and uh in the course of kind of researching the alamo a little bit to be able to put that in my in the book i come to realize the mythical version of what happened at the alamo was yes they found davy crockett's body however it was underneath a pile of would-be killers and the only thing that finally stopped them was the fact that they found his knife lodged within somebody's body and to me that that was an inspiring thing to think you know here's this guy facing down his his death you know facing down the end of his life and he feels so avid about the reason that brought him there that he fights on even when he knows it's going to end and if he could do that just like, you know, there's tons of different stories throughout history that if you can draw the inspiration from, if they could do it, sure, the situation may be different, but you can do it too. I love that. I love that. And I love how, you know, those principles, and you've studied a lot of philosophy. We talked a little bit about it on your podcast, but those principles, man, they just stand the test of time. Like they are consistent in everybody's life. Every time, you know, the Bible talks about there being nothing new under the sun. And at the most fundamental level of life, it's like so true. Of just like everything kind of falls into like these truths, you know, and you just touched on one of them. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit more about your dreams and goals and project Mindfully Outdoors. What's your vision for that and your life going forward and your book, vision for the book, too? You know, honestly, I can't say that I have a direct vision. I used to. However, that was kind of like the old reality that I was living in. And I find myself here now navigating the world under completely different terms. So what I've learned through that process is just to keep it simple. You know, keep it little, small goals. Kind of like um, Project Mindfully Outdoors actually started as a blog. And I had started working with uh, Serbid Nation and I wanted to go a different direction. I didn't want to do, you know, the cookie cutter run of the mill thing. I wanted to apply it to something that was really worthwhile to me. And uh, that first article came based on a conversation about how to fish a jig. And 
you know, we're standing on the boat fishing and I'm like, basically what you're doing is you're bobbing that, that lure up and down, trying to create a massive panic attack to get the predator fish to come get you. And as I spoke those words, I realized, you know what, that's exactly what my anxiety, my social anxiety feels like. And I put it into an article and months down the road, I had started thinking about expanding and moving into the podcast and I had everything lined up. It was going to be, it was going to revolve around opening day of deer season. Unfortunately, I got sick and that whole opening weekend was a debacle. So it got put off for a few months. And uh, as I got it going, it was kind of like, you know, I wonder if anybody's going to actually take the time to listen. People started listening. And then it was like, you know, I wonder as I'm progressing in my life and sharing the story, I'm trying to deal with this anxiety and phobia people thing. Let me see if somebody will come on and talk to me. That happened. And now it's like, you know, I've got these small sponsor deals and this and that. And it's just kind of like one step propels itself into the next. And that's the whole goal that I'm going with. I don't see an overall picture. In fact, that's why it's Project Mindfully Outdoors. The word project is an ongoing metamorphosizing term. So that's kind of what I'm rolling with. And that's become really the theme of my life. Yeah, I feel that. Um, kind of moving the needle forward as opportunities present themselves to do so. Absolutely. I mean, like, you know, with the book, that's something that over the last three years, I've tried to write four or five different books. I'd get halfway through and, you know, life would just change and I would lose that, that mindset. So finally it stuck with me and I got this actually together and to be done. And that's because that's what I was meant to write. It was none of the other stories that I got halfway through and ended up dropping. It was this story about redemption. And I don't know if we've mentioned it or not, but the book is called No One is Beyond Redemption. And it's based on that story right there. I love that. No one's beyond redemption. Tell us a little bit about how you know when to take advantage of an opportunity in front of you, because sometimes it's good to say no as well. And that right there is uh, a two-letter word that is one of the hardest things to learn how to actually say. But as far as an opportunity is right, it's an opportunity that I feel like I can connect with. If I can't put my authentic self into it, then it's not right for me. You know, be that any aspect of life, be that with the project, be that with, you know, just whatever comes through the course of the day. If it's not something that I'm willing to invest 110% into, then it's not for me. So I have to say no. I love that. I love that. Well, awesome. Tell us a little bit about um, if there are one or two people that you can meet right now and they'd really help you take the next step towards moving the needle forward, catching that next opportunity, who would they be and how would they do it? Man, that one puts me out of my comfort zone <laughs> <laughs> because it's funny. Um, 
I've done a lot of, you know, pretty much all of this work in the last three and a half years have been on my own. I've kind of come to this term that life is what I make of it basically out of my own two hands. But I would have to say if I had any opportunity to engage with somebody that would help push this forward or even maybe just milestones for myself to be like, hey, I achieved this, then uh, it'd probably be Ryan Holiday over the Daily Stoic. And that being a lot to do with more of a personal reason because uh, his book, The Obstacle is the Way, he was promoting it on uh, a podcast I was listening to. And I kind of accredit that to saving my life because it really changed the view of how I was seeing my reality. And then uh, I think number two would probably be uh, maybe Stephen Ranella or anybody over there at the Meat Eater crew, just because uh, that would really help push the theme of the outdoor aspect. I love it. I love it. The Meat Eater crew, you said? Yep. Gotcha. I've never heard of them. Can you tell me a little bit about what they are? <laughs> uh, well, they... Uh, they do the Netflix show, uh, The Meat Eater, which is a hunting-based show. Gotcha. And they present, actually, all the different aspects of the outdoors in more of a educational, real-life kind of way. I see. And that, that was originally where I kind of was going with bringing the outdoor aspect into it. And, you know, it's just metamorpho- metamorphosized into what it's become. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I love that. And um, I'm probably just, it's not that it's unknown, it's that I don't know it. (laughs) It's not obscure. (laughs) Right. Awesome. Well, what are the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to really help you kind of move the needle forward outside of introducing you to Ryan Holiday and Stephen Ronella? As far as that goes, it'd probably be uh, simply subscribing following along, joining the community, getting involved. There we go. I mean, that's real simple, you know, the real basic core of things is just getting involved. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome. We're going to jump into our thriving three now. I'm going to get to ask you a little bit about you and, you know, how you thrive in life. So what's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Um, favorite podcast would probably be, uh, the meat eater. Love it. Love it. And what is one way you like to take care of yourself? I love to get in the outdoors and, uh, you know, hunt fish, but I also do a lot of journaling and a lot of reading. So it's, it's kind of like a lot of that isolation factor. It gives me an opportunity to reset. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There we go. And what is one action step that you can take right now to meet Ryan Holiday or Stephen Ranella? <laughs> you know, it's funny. That's something that I've never really put a lot of thought into. So, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, and I think that's probably just uh, boils down to uh, a lot of being in the right place at the right time kind of concept. I mean, uh, you know, back in the day when I was doing a lot of the music stuff, that's how a lot of that turned out was, you know, right place, right time. Kind of like a funny story. 
when uh the first time I got to meet the Misfits was uh we were going to check them out, uh opening up for uh Megadeth. And you know, clearly we were like the only people in the crowd waiting to uh actually see the Misfits. So uh this guy comes up to us, you know, talking about man, it's gonna be a crazy show, whatnot. And uh, you know, he, he looked like he fit in. So we're standing there talking to him. Oh, by the way, I'm uh I'm Chud, the drummer. It's like, oh, no way. And uh, kind of progressed from there. So to me, it's kind of like that whole concept of just the right place, the right time, maybe the right email, right connection, just uh, following the, the little path wherever it ends up taking you. Following the thread. There we go. I love it. Well, we got a couple more questions for you. First, I want you to tell us about the power of consistency in your life. And for those out there who are listening, and maybe they're struggling with consistency. Tell us about how we can become more consistent. All right. Well, as far as being more consistent, it's the simple adamage. You got to crawl before you can walk. You take baby steps. You set one little thing consistently every day. Like for me, uh, a good example in the early days of getting on this path, I was going to start journaling. I was going to start meditating. And every morning when I got up, I'd take to five to 10 minutes just to sit outside, maybe sit in my truck before I started the day. And I would write maybe a paragraph. And that paragraph began to, began to grow. And the same thing with meditation is that became my nighttime ritual. And it was just a simple you know, two to three minutes, ended up being five, 10, 15, 20 minutes. And it's finally progressed all the way up to, I can sit for an hour. It's just a matter of sticking with it, a commitment. Once you commit to yourself that you're going to do something, then it's only you that holds yourself to that commitment. And as long as you're honest with yourself at the end of the day, then you know what you're achieving the goals to growth. Yeah. Absolutely. There we go. Committing to yourself. I love it. And a good book for that, as has been recommended on this podcast many, many a time, Atomic Habits will really teach you the value of those baby steps. Yes, very good book. Absolutely. Well, awesome, man. We have one last question for you. So you know how there are people on the planet that have a really... Um, you know, fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help and they're not willing to accept change. Sometimes they'll live their whole life like that. And sometimes they'll die like that, unfortunately. Other times they'll make the change at some point in their life to more of a growth mindset, willing to accept help and willing to accept change. In your opinion, what is the catalyst that causes that change? Man, you just summed up my life <laughs> right there. <laughs> I, you, you just hit me to a T. Because I'll tell you what, the easiest way to answer that is having a quake moment. For me, before I hit rock bottom, it was, you know, everything was to a T. My line was straight and narrow. If it veered from that, then, man, there was a problem. I hit that quake moment, that rock bottom, and I realized I've got to learn to be flexible. And by doing that, 
it's opened up so many different doors and so many different avenues. It's it's crazy the things that happen when you uh, commit to, I guess, that gray area, you could call it, because everything's so black and white in that old state of mind that now the whole world's just different. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I completely agree. That ability to be flexible and getting out of that black and white thinking really really helps not only with um you know just mental sanity and your ability to live in the world but like like actual success like it's hard to be creative if you're so straight and narrow and you're like this is my focus is good focus is good but sometimes you need focused aimlessness (laughs) which (laughs) (laughs) which is a weird which is a weird concept and i've never i've never really said that before so um but yeah sometimes you need to like just kind of focus on that being flexible and taking things in and thinking thinking you're right and you know what epictetus talked a lot about that as far as you know if you're in that set mindset that uh you know you know everything and everything's just perfect the way it is you're never going to change However, when you hit that moment that that gray area opens up, you start to realize that it's okay to not know everything. And it's okay to even play the fool sometime because that's how you're going to learn. That's how you're going to grow, how you go forward. And that's how the world just opens up to you. Opportunities, success, that's how all this stuff happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm glad that you have somebody who has said it before because I didn't want to be the first one. <laughs> well, awesome. Mike, is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? Uh, you know what? I think we really touched on a lot of good stuff. I mean, you know, I, I mainly wanted to break that news here that uh, I made that progress with the book, that the manuscript is done, doing the proofreading and all that good stuff now. And it's going to be off to the publisher pretty soon. Gotcha. Do you have an idea of when it will be published, published? I'm looking probably anywhere between middle spring to early summer. Gotcha. Well, this will come out mid-April, so it'll be right around that time. Perfect. And if timing works out, it's going to be, I think, the end of April. No, early April, because I I would love to time it out around the time that I got to meet my daughter for our meeting day. Mm. There we go. There we go. I love it. Well, awesome, Mike. Thanks so much for coming on the show, man. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. This is a blast. Of course. Yeah, it was great to have you on. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Mike had to say, you love the idea behind his book, behind Project Mindfully Outdoors, make sure to follow it, share it with your friends, buy the book, buy a couple copies of the book and give a couple to your friends. Um, And as we always ask, send this podcast to one to three people you know need to hear this message and hear about Mike's life. Thank you guys for watching and shoot us a five-star review on iTunes. On that note, we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.